Good morning from the Czech Republic, somewhere north of Prague. This is Eric Miskel. I am sitting with Dita Weiss of Informa. And uh, we wanted to reflect on the two EMS visits that we did yesterday. We visited one company in Austria, and then we drove into Hungary to visit another. I wanted to review these two. The two companies we met in uh, Austria, we met with uh, Melex. And in Hungary, we met with Videotone. These are probably the two largest EMS that we have visited on this tour. And uh, both of them do quite a bit in the automotive sector. So we've been on a run of uh, EMS doing automotive work here of late. Um, so let's, get, let's begin with our morning tour in Austria. In Siegendorf, Austria, we met with Melex. Uh, we had the pleasure there of meeting with uh, their CEO, Bernhard Pulverin, and uh, we also received a facility tour from Bernhard uh, Vlasitz, and uh, we also met with the marketing department while there. Um, Dita, what would you like to say about Melex? Um, actually, before we do that, let me just say that uh, this is the facility we visited is an old Siemens facility. Um, it actually, the Melex Group itself uh, was founded in 2009 when they took over that uh, facility with a uh, management buyout of the Siemens facility. They currently have, I believe it is, four uh, facilities uh, in Austria, Hungary, China, and Mexico we can talk about. So kind of a bit of a global footprint there. And uh, they have about... 1,800 people across the whole institution, with about 100 of those being R&D engineers. And we should say, to, to tip our hat to the uh, Melex marketing team, that Melex, the name, actually stands for now, Making Electronics Smart. So, Dita, why don't you give us some uh, sense of their size, who they are, and how they stand in the market? Yes. Uh, well, you mentioned Bernard Pulver already. The other two founders are Mr. Pressel and Mr. Meyerhofer. Uh, so it's a team of three uh, owners. Uh, in the meeting, we were joined by Melanie uh, Primesnik and Alexander Pressel uh, from the marketing uh, department. They are actually located in Vienna. Uh, and uh, we got a very impressive uh, presentation uh, about the company in the beginning. Um, as you said before, they are very strong on the automotive side. Uh, and uh, in addition, they are in the consumer uh, business. And like most of the European companies uh, last year, they have seen a strong upswing of their business. and. Uh, uh, we talked about their order backlog as well, and they say, well, we at the moment we have order backlog of uh, two to three years, uh, which uh, is on the one hand is uh, a very nice thing to have. On the other hand, uh, uh, it's difficult to, to squeeze in new business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the sectors that you're talking about there, they say <coughs> they focus on four primarily, home appliances, Excuse me. Uh, automotive control, automotive lighting and interior, and, and then what they call industrial. Um, 
the uh, uh, the tour and the facility itself was very impressive, and they do have that uh, that nice global footprint with both the uh, the facilities in Austria, Hungary, China, uh, which is China. They always stress is local for local within China to service their customers, and then uh, the facility in Mexico that they took over several years ago. Uh, to kind of complement and, and round out that footprint. Uh, yes, and uh, definitely uh, they are uh, among the top 25 uh, European uh, EMS uh, companies. Uh, in actual fact, at the moment, they are on position number uh, 11 uh, if we only count European companies. And if we call the global players who have their facilities over here in Europe as well, they are on position number 14. Okay. And uh, they have been, we did see, so we don't talk about that, but we did see uh, their uh, growth planning for this year, which is were very conservative on, on that, uh, even so they have this strong order backlog, but that is the way they work conservative and uh, better have a positive surprise at the end of the year rather than a negative one. That's right. Um, you know, and what struck me is that they have these <clears throat> very strong design capabilities and then they have that validation center as well that they can leverage and then so they can move somebody from kind of helping them with the design on the upfront through the validation center and then uh, into you know production or industrialization, and um, that seems to be a real strength of the company uh, to be able to help people doing that. Um, yes, and that validation uh, uh, laboratory is located in Vienna, uh, and it is in line with their certifications. They have nine thousand one. They have sixteen nine four nine. They have 4,001, and that was the interesting one. In Mexico, they have 9,100. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm just, you know, just to characterize it appropriately, too, they are a full-service EMS, although they do outsource certain things like, you know, cable and wire harness, uh, you know, plastics and metal, so they're not doing those in-house. Uh, they are certainly working out outside with that. And they do a degree of... Uh, uh, I wouldn't call it uh, ODM, it's more JDM, kind of joint design manufacturing, where they will uh, uh, work to, to, to design from platforms uh, for particular customers. And I believe a lot of that, what we saw, was in the automotive area. Um, yes, and uh, we saw a lot of very interesting product examples, drive line controls, chassis electronics, pump and fluid controls. Uh, and 48 volt and 400 volt uh, uh, applications, uh, so very impressive. And uh, then later on on the line, we saw this uh, as well uh, in the the build of those uh, sub assemblies. Uh, and that is uh, the majority of the what they do is building sub assemblies in a very highly automated yes. uh, way, which. Uh, they have their suppliers to build those uh, equipments, but yeah. then uh, those machines are running with only few labor, and labor yeah. nowadays is an issue. Yeah, and th th those being the industrial cells that they uh, construct uh, kind of post 
post SMT reflow uh, to do the continual manufacturing there. And let's talk about the factory for a bit because it really was an impressive piece and they keep it very, very clean. I noticed various precautions, uh, probably more so than any of the other facilities that we have visited on this tour, come to think of it. When you think of, I mean, we even had to wear a, a head cover in this particular facility. Uh, then um, even the, the brushes on the bottom when the, uh, the, uh, the vehicles enter into the factory, uh, you know, the, taking carts and trolleys and what have you. They, they brush off the wheels on the bottom because they're really trying to minimize any type of dust. And that, that struck me, remember, even the, the warehouse was segregated as such because they're very, very, they're trying to keep it as clean as possible and, and remove any molecules. Well, that's maybe due as well to the fact that it's a relatively new factory. Mm -hmm. uh, it was only found, uh, built in 2002 and uh, under, uh, still under Siemens guidance and probably they uh, uh, invested in uh, to the latest uh, uh, technologies but as well in uh, whatever they found appropriate at that time whereas uh, uh, other companies where uh, the factory is older you s slowly develop in, into that direction so that might be a, a different on here yeah no and that's a good point and um uh, but a very well laid out facility, I thought. There, there was a kind of a natural flow to it. There was uh, a lot of good capability. There was even uh, uh, room for more, right? Um, uh, it wasn't at full capacity yet. Uh, yes, they uh, still uh, do have uh, capacity, uh, especially, I think, in Hungary. Mm -hmm. um, but they said as well it's difficult in uh, Hungary to get uh, additional labor because uh, uh, Hungary has uh, uh, less than 10 million inhabitants and uh, mm -hmm. they have more or less full employment. Yeah. I did want to, just looking at my notes real quick, did want to correct one thing you said. You said the validation center was in, it is in Hungary. It is not in Vienna. So, oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, so, right. so that we can, we, we identify that correctly, um, which is an important part of the full service they, they bring to bear for people. So, um, anyway, uh, an impressive company, I thought, Dita, any final thoughts on them? Um, well, no, I think we nearly covered it all. Uh, let's move on to Hungary. Yes, we then had a very nice drive <coughs> um, to Hungary. That was quite a, quite a jaunt, actually. And uh, we met with Videotone. Videotone is one of the largest EMS in Europe. Um, Dita, why don't you kind of put them in context and... Uh, um, Dita's uh, much more fluent in the language, so I'm going to allow him to uh, introduce the people we met so that I don't um, misstate their names <laughs> and insult them. Yes, well, it, it was an honor that uh, the uh, owner and CEO of the company, Peter Lakatos, uh, uh, met with us uh, in uh, the building where they have the automotive industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was joined by uh, my main contact at Videoton, Khali Tunkli uh, and David Schneider, but as well we had Chabatot, uh, Janos uh, Bogner and Daniel Szabo uh, with us to, uh, uh, in the discussion at uh, the company. Now, to give you a quick overview, uh, 
different to uh, main, main, many other uh, EMS, uh, Videotone is organized a little bit different. They have several different legal ent entities. Uh, and um, I visited Videotone uh, first time last year. And this shows as well how important it is to uh, go out on the road and visit those companies to understand that business a bit better. Uh, in regards to the informer statistics in the past, I had only uh, uh, put into the statistics uh, two of the legal entities. One was uh, Videotone Auto Electronica, uh, and uh, then they have a, a second uh, facility uh, where they do uh, uh, other EMS work outside uh, the um, um, outside the uh, auto uh, electronics, and that is uh, uh, the Videotone Electronicae. Uh, uh, Cerrelo. Uh, and uh, now if you take those uh, uh, two companies only, it makes up uh, probably uh, about half of the revenues. And uh, when I visited last year, Peter Lacato said, well, hey, that's not fair what you're doing. Uh, there are other companies, like for example, the biggest in Europe, Zona, who has just one legal entity and he has all those services which Videotone has in, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, about eight different legal entities. Uh, and uh, with them you count it all, with us you only count two. And that's not fair. And he was absolutely right and the point was well taken. And I changed the statistics which brought them up in the ranking uh, to today uh, being number five in uh, Europe, if you only look at uh, the uh, European and uh, on number eight, if you look at uh, the uh, global uh, players as well. So that is uh, a huge uh, difference. And yes, they are strong in the automotive sector. That is roughly 25% of their uh, uh, revenues and I think what we've seen on the shop floor was very impressive. Yeah. And let's give an overview of the scope of the enterprise too. Um, the history as I noted it is the facility there or they're in this industrial park where other companies are, are situated as well. Um, actually started in 1938 as an ammunitions factory. Um, it was in the electronics in the 1950s uh, doing its own brand, Videotone was actually a brand uh, for computer, consumer, and defense electronics back in the day. And then in 1992 is when uh, the, those assets were bought and turned into an EMS uh, industry. And I think uh, Mr. Uh, Peter Lakatos was, was instrumental in that, uh, in that takeover. Uh, the numbers, as I remember, they currently have somewhere around over 9,000 people. 40 SMT lines, nine manufacturing facilities, some of which are on that same industrial park. And uh, uh, you didn't say the numbers, but you know, over 700 million in revenues. Um, again, heavily automotive. Uh, you know, the primarily, primary sector there for them is automotive, uh, then industrial, then what they call household, and a lot of that is smart home type things, uh, then telecom and some computer. So, Kind of a well-rounded uh, uh, enterprise. 
Yes, and uh, let me r remind you, when we got down uh, to the shop floor, you were astonished to see 22 Cardex uh, yeah. storage systems standing, standing there next to each other, which uh, covered a huge space, and it is unbelievable to imagine uh, how many components uh, they store in there. Uh, and I probably have to screen their uh, balance sheet once again to, to see uh, at the actual uh, inventory levels they have at the moment. Yeah, they did say, you know, materials had been an issue, as it has been for everyone over the last many years, but uh, they did see that improving, and they didn't they didn't see that as, as, as that big of a drag. But you're right, when we hit that one aisle and it was 11 of these on either side, uh, that, you know, we've seen, I think, maybe up to six or seven at a time in a facility, but to see 22 line by, you know, side by side like that, was kind of an awesome display. The facility itself, it's a newer facility <clears throat> on that one, so probably their newest. Uh, very well laid out, very clean. I think they had uh, 10 SMT lines in there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is it, I think it was, yeah, of, yeah. of, yeah, of generally of, of two different kind of makes as far as the SMT equipment was, was uh, they had a Structured, but then they had all the work cells and and the automation afterwards, and they so they too had that automation group. They were building a lot of things, um, automating where possible, doing you know the pin through hole, uh, hand assembled if needed, uh, testing capabilities, and it just again a very sensible, well laid out facility. Yes, and uh, what they mentioned as well, they do have uh, a lot of women from the Ukraine. Uh, working for them, and they even in the past, before the war, they had uh, right. uh, people from Ukraine working there. But uh, now, uh, for the last uh, 15 months, they have had uh, much more yeah. uh, people there, and they are even taking care uh, of the housing for them, uh, which I think is a, more than just a nice gesture. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and also from the Philippines, they have uh, a fair amount of workers. They said, yes. Well, um, um, the Ukrainian, uh, especially ladies that are working there, um, are for sure uh, keen to uh, earn good money. Mm -hmm. So, uh, whereas the Hungarian staff uh, uh, is lot less keen to. Uh, do a lot of overtimes. Uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, women do a lot of overtimes. They love to do that because it gives them a better income. Yeah. And by the way, they are not paid uh, different to the Hungarian stuff. Right. Yeah, so they treat them all the same. Uh, the Hung uh, Ukrainian do overtime and a lot of weekend work as well. So it makes them very flexible. Yeah. Now let's not forget. They, in addition, have a Bulgarian factory uh, where they do have four SMT lines. Yeah, um, so um, this is is quite big. Yeah, and uh, it struck me too if we think about who their customer base is. You know, we heard many names, and we won't repeat those. But uh, a lot of OEMs out of the United States. I think that he said how it grew was started with the U United States, then Japanese and then European OEMs. But the important piece there, it's all for delivery within Europe. So this is they're not building here and shipping to other regions. 
they're building uh, kind of local for local, so to speak, uh, building here for these major OEMs for delivery within Europe. Yes, and there was one interesting uh, statement I have to admit I liked the most. Uh, we, uh, over the last couple of uh, weeks uh, touring Europe over here, we often discussed the situation of the uh, tremendous price increases for components in specific semiconductor and how to handle that. In Austria as well, uh, we tackled the subject that uh, uh, they had uh, um, about 12% uh, uh, labor cost increase uh, this year, which is giving them a headache. And uh, we asked this question as well over here in Hungary, because they have uh, extra costs as well, uh, due to uh, inflation of uh, about 20% at the moment. Um, so how do you uh, forward those costs to the customer? And uh, whereas... Uh, uh, on the other uh, visits, we often heard, well, we have to negotiate. Uh, um, over here, it was uh, a very clear and strong statement. Yeah, um, You uh, either accept that we forward this additional cost to you, yeah. or we're going to prefer other customers. Yeah, yeah? And uh, uh, let's face it. This is not a buyer's market anymore. Yeah, so uh, you should not uh, allow yourself to be put under pressure by the OEM buyers who still think they are very smart uh, and refusing uh, any change in the contracts. Yeah, if you have uh, additional cost, forward them to your customers. <coughs> Yes, that is certainly a message that you've been delivering as we've gone around to these many EMS over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, listen, let's end this. We have to end this because we have to get on the road here this morning. But let me just say that uh, both of them, Melex and Videotone, uh, again, two of the largest that we have visited on this tour. We happen to hit them both in the same day. Um, both uh, very impressive in their capabilities in... Uh, uh, in the scope of, of the services that they bring to market, and uh, but yet some similarity, obviously, in the markets that they serve. You know, and speaking of which, on the automotive, you and I may want to do a talk at some point just about the automotive piece, because that's certainly an issue within Europe, and we've certainly been seeing, what, three or four here in a row le recently, all touching uh, primarily in the automotive sector. So, um, so that's it for today. Um, we are on the road again today. We're into uh, Germany today, actually. We will cross over this morning. We'll visit with two companies today, I think two tomorrow and one on Friday, and that is it. Am I correct? Well, nearly. Um, it, <laughs> it might be one more uh, on, on Thursday. We'll see. Uh, but anyhow, um, we are visiting uh, very interesting companies and I don't want uh, to forget to mention that, for example, Melex and Videotone both are sponsors uh, of the uh, Informa work as well, which we highly appreciate and uh, which allows us to do such tours. Because, uh, uh, well, being on the road for three weeks costs us a lot of money. Yeah. No, and to that end, let me say thank you as well to the EMS Now sponsors being, excuse me, CalcuQuote, Micronic, and uh, Trusted Parts, 
as Dita just stated, you know, it is through the sponsor's support that we're able to do this work and report on it. We continue to get good feedback from people via LinkedIn and emails. Uh, that they appreciate the tour that we're doing and the insights that we're bringing. So we thank those who have reached out to us and uh, encourage others to do the same. If you have any questions about what we're seeing and doing, we'd be glad to, uh, to respond. So that's it for today. Uh, stay tuned. There'll be more coming this week.